Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening, and welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. Uh, with me as ever, I've got Mark and Emma. Hiya. Hi. How are you guys doing, all right? Not yeah, good, thanks. Time. You had a good week? As good yeah. as could be expected. Yeah. Nothing special. Nothing special. Just undenied. Looking forward to this, as always. Well, of course, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> well... What bit are you looking forward to most? We've got QPR, Aston Villa, we've got the League Cup. Emma's doing a little round-up of the first round draw. What are you looking forward to the most? Oh, the FA Cup draw. <laughs> my, my, home, my hometown, well, the town I live in, we uh, we made it through to the first round. So. Oh, right, OK. So who have you got? Well, who are you and who have you got? Uh, Blythe Spartans, and we are at home to Altrincham. Oh, right. I'll get Socrates out of retirement for that. Um, I think he's more than retired these days, isn't he? Is he dead? He's dead, yeah. Is he? Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't realise, sorry. Yeah, about two years ago, I think. Did he? Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. That's got to be a hell of a comeback if he does make it for the, for the 9th <laughs> of November. Yeah. It'll be there like Lazarus. Uh, well, we start off first of all, they were QPR, Aston Villa. Uh, this was QPR 2, Aston Villa, and Charlie Austin scored both goals. Uh, Villa have lost five in a row and I read a tweet today that since Aston Villa last scored Watford and Leeds have had five managers <laughs> <laughs> which I suppose says a lot about all those teams concerned really uh, they've lost five in a row now and they've scored in eight hours since the 13th of September um, when they scored at Anfield and they've conceded 13 goals since then mm. so it's not looking very good is it? No thought so no, didn't I, I didn't see the QPR game. Saw I saw Villa the week before against Everton, uh, and they weren't very good at all. Um, very just just lacking in any sort of creativity or or team structure or anything like that. Um, I I, I have to say, I don't think QPR were fantastic. Uh, Richard Dunn played okay. He, he did what Richard Dunn does and sort of sticks his body in the way without moving very fast. Um. Stephen Cooker had a good game. Rob Green had a pretty good game. And then uh, Isla and um, Var- well, Vargas had a pretty good game. I think everybody had a good game. I think QPR did play well, thinking about it. <laughs> so, mm. um, I think they all played all right, actually. It's just the midfield, too, the Sandro and um, of Henry doesn't really sound particularly exciting. But Zamora and Austin do what big man, little man does. You know, one holds it up for the other, which is how the first goal came about. The second goal came about when Sanchez gave the ball away for um, for Villa. And then we tapped down their left-back position, crossed it in, and Austin beat Vla to the ball uh, for about two, three yards out. Villa didn't look very exciting. Benteke was back, but Lambert reckons it's going to take him about six or seven games to um, to get going again. 
it's fair enough. Any player that's been out for a, any great length of time needs at least five or six games to to get back up to speed. Anybody who gets fit and um, sharp before that is probably not the norm. Mm. Well, we're about eight or nine games into the season now, aren't we? And QPR, with that win, moved to second bottom, but they're only four points off Hull in 10th. So it's, it's very tight down there. Exactly. Yeah, mm. it, it, it'll be it'll be the same as most seasons now. That the other than probably City and Chelsea who will pull away a bit, um, and then there'll be another group of three or four teams going for fourth place from probably eighth or ninth down. There won't be a huge amount of difference between the bottom ten teams. I don't think come the end of the season. And that's that's becoming a recurring theme now, which is great for the comp, you know the competitiveness of the of the Premier League relegation scrap every year. That's that's now the almost the, the the big draw, isn't it, to watch for if you're not one of the two or three clubs who are going to be going for the title every year. Mm. Um, Charlie Austin scored two goals. He's now fourth of the season. I do get quite excited about Charlie Austin. I think he's a very good player. I think probably Kevin Gallon was the last time I got this excited about a QPR player. So hopefully he's going to have a really good season. Is he a local lad, Emma, from Paul? Is that local? It's probably about 45 minutes from where I live. Yeah. Not too bad. That's not fairly local then. <laughs> well, he's a sort of... Has made it from the bottom, hasn't he? Because he was a brickie for a long time, wasn't he? He's not gone through the usual sort of academy routes, has he? He had a proper job before he was a footballer. Proper job. Proper job, yeah, as we say down here. <laughs> um, the League Cup on Tuesday and Wednesday, Bournemouth 2, West Brom 1 was a shock. MK Don 1's 2, 1 Sheffield United 2. Uh, other games we had, Chelsea just beating Shrewsbury thanks to an own goal from uh, Jermaine Grandison, just 10 minutes from time. Uh, Mourinho wasn't very impressed with his fringe players, with the exception of Drogba. Uh, and then Fulham 2, Derby 5. Fulham 2 nil up in this one. And then Liverpool 2, Swansea 1. Balotelli has done it. He scored the winner. Well, he didn't score the winner, but he scored, he scored at least. Against Swansea Reserves, yeah? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> That's brought me back down there to earth. Well, two goals in the last five minutes is good, so it shows they got some kind of fighting spirit. Lovren was the other one that scored. Who's, um, he's had his own problems this season, hasn't he? And mm. then um, Balotelli's been making friends with John Joe Shelby. I don't know if you saw that or not. No. No? Uh, they had a little altercation out on the pitch, and then as they walked off, I think Balotelli... Uh, had a few words with Shelby who kind of pointed down to the tunnel as in let's sort this out inside <laughs> maybe not in the most gentlemanly way he was suggesting they sort it out either brilliant that would probably would have been better than the game I don't know who you more scared of do you reckon Balotelli or Shelby um, I do you know I think John John Joe Shelby might be a a bit of a secret secret scrapper yeah I think you might be right what do you reckon Emma yeah, I would agree. I think Balotelli's a bit... Big pussycat. A big pussycat. Oh. <laughs> he'd, twist, he'd twist somebody's nipple and then run away, wouldn't he? Yeah. That'd be his tactic. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Well, Shelby, you reckon he's a bit more like Scrappy Doo, do you? <laughs> he'd, he'd, pro- he'd be a proper bare-knuckle fighter or a, or a wrestler, wouldn't he? He's got, he's got that look about him. Yeah, I think you might be right on that one. You wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. Um, is this it then for Balotelli? Is he off up and running or is it just the League Cup and doesn't really count? 
Um, maybe a little bit more of the, the second one than the first one. I, I'm not a huge fan of him. Um, but he plays in a side that should create him a lot of chances, so he should get a lot of goals. There's no excuse not for him to get those goals. But I don't think... Uh, I don't think he was a great signing for Liverpool, to be honest. No, well, I think they, they could have spent that money much more wisely than they than they did on him. I think they might regret that um, Remy non-signing. Mm-hmm. So. What about you, Which of these times did you see? Did you see Shrewsbury Chelsea? Yeah, I watched the Shrewsbury Chelsea one. And what do you reckon? And I was in Shrewsbury on Saturday. Were you? Yes. Is it Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury? I say Shrewsbury, but I think that's wrong. Right. I think it, you should say Shrewsbury. But you didn't. I'm not sure. And they don't really correct you. Most of them Welsh anyway, so I don't think it matters. No, oh, fair enough then. <laughs> They're only Welsh. <laughs> uh, so what do you reckon to the game then? Were Chelsea lucky in this then? Yeah, I think they were. I think, don't get me wrong, I think the majority of the game, they looked, they obviously looked the stronger team, but when it came, when... Sh- sh- <laughs> really paranoid about how I'm saying it now. <laughs> When um, Shrewsbury came back, you just thought that they would just frustrate them enough that they would start doing some silly things, pick up some silly bookings, and they might be able to sneak a win. Mm. That's what I thought. And I, he must, the guy that scored the own goal must have been absolutely gutted because the whole place took off when they equalised. Describe the own goal. What happened? Um, he... Um, it came across in front of him, didn't it? And he tried to sort of poke it round the other side of the post and he didn't, and it just went in the bottom corner. Did he need to do that? Was there someone behind him? Or... Yeah, there was someone running behind him. Right. So he was, he was kind of unlucky. Um, well, Mourinho was having a go at some of his fringe players, wasn't he? Mikel was playing Zuma, Salah, Christensen. Um, do you reckon they shaped up? Not overly. They looked, I mean, they they looked good, but not... You know, none of them are going to be walking into the Chelsea first team anytime soon, I wouldn't have thought. No? You wouldn't, there's no one there you would thought play in the Premier League? I don't think the, the Chelsea first team would be overly worried. No. How did Salah get on? Or was he, again, was he just a passenger? Just, I think he was just there. He, he was poor. I, I saw the first half. Um, and... It, you know, he was he was just always trying to go down the left. Uh, sorry, go down the Chelsea right, go back on his left, and then have a shot. Which the ones I saw, he was they were all getting blocked, and there was one where he he had a shot and he sliced it, and he was on the edge of the box, and it went out for a throw, roughly at the same point in in terms of the how far he was down the pitch as he'd actually shot it. It was that wayward. So never actually sign someone on the basis of them playing well against you. Is that the lesson to be learnt? Well, Mourinho just tried to pinch him from out of Liverpool's grasp, didn't he? That's what he did with Willian with Tottenham and the same with Salah, and it worked with Willian. It hasn't worked with Salah so far. No. Moving on to Wednesday, uh, Southampton, Emma. Yep, they managed to do it on a cold and windy night in Stoke when uh, Pompey couldn't. They did, didn't they? So they've, they've done it on a cold and windy sort of day in um, against Sunderland. Mm-hmm. And they've done it since then, and now they're doing it in Stoke. You must be so pleased that your team from the South <laughs> Coast is doing so well. <laughs> it's not even... It's not worth being bitter over, because they're, it pains me to say it. They're, they're, an, they're an interesting team to watch. You know that they're going to 
whatever they do, it's probably going to be an interesting game. That's the way they've been playing for a few seasons. Like, well, since really their sort of second, third season, in, second season in the Premier League, they have been playing interesting football. So why not? You know, they just, you know, where they are in the league and getting through to the, the cup, it's quarterfinals now, isn't it? Yes, it is. You know, deserve it. Credit to them. Yeah, oh, good. Okay, well, I'll leave you for a minute while you go to all your mail, Phil. Um, two yellow cards of Peter Crouch. I can't remember him being sent off before. Can anybody else? Mm, don't think so. He's not. He's not normally a bad lad. Yeah. Uh, Spurs to Brighton nil. Did you hear about the team talk at half time? Pochettino wasn't happy. Um, he had to delay his team talk at half time while Eric Lamella, who was going to come on as a sub, had, went to the toilet. <laughs> I think he thought he should have been holding on while he gave his team talk and then go afterwards. But. If you were needing a toilet and someone was talking to you, you're going to concentrate less than if you'd gone before. It seems a bit... I don't know. I think he did the right thing. I think if you need to go to the toilet and someone's giving you tactical information, I don't think you're really going to be paying attention, are you? No. I'd be concentrating on the the, the more urgent business. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Literally. <laughs> Uh, Man City nil Newcastle two. Now I watched this and you watched this as well, didn't you, Mark? I watched most of it, yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you what my impression was, and then you sort of tell me yours as well from watching it. I thought they obviously got an early goal early on. Newcastle did. Uh, Aaron scored about sort of five or six minutes. Um, they then saw out quite a lot of first half pressure from City, and towards the end of the first half, they they were coming on them quite strong. Same again a little bit in the second half, and then Sissoko scored quite a nice winner, I thought, and then that was it. They were flattened, dead and buried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty um, pretty much as, as I saw it as well, um, which is a shock because I think, um, OK, City made a few changes, but you still looked at that side and you would imagine that that team that Manchester City put out would be probably, I don't know, most, most if not all of the other teams in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And certainly Newcastle, who'd made... A few changes. They're not good on the road. They're a sort of average sort of team. Um, but on the night, yes, you're right. City had a lot of pressure, but they didn't do really do do um, do much with it. And Newcastle, I thought Newcastle played really really well. I thought they played very well. I kind of get the feeling the players are playing for Pardew as well. I think they are, but it's about time they played for themselves because they've, they've not only have they let Pardew down over the last year or so, they've let themselves down. Because some of them are better than that. As a team, they've not performed. But just certain certain ones of those individuals in that team are a lot better than they've shown since they've been there. And it's about time that they put the work in. My one slight grievance with the Newcastle fans was they're very quick to sing Pardew out. After a performance like that, you kind of hope they'd sing his name in praise afterwards. But I don't think they did, did they? No, no, no. From what I've seen on Twitter and what have you, um, the, there's no... Abatement in the Pardew out campaign. Mm. Well, the quarterfinal draw is Derby home to Chelsea, Spurs home to Newcastle, Bournemouth at home to Liverpool. I'm very worried about that one. And then Sheffield United at home to Southampton. It is a bit of a banana skin for Liverpool, isn't it? Could be, could be, but you'd you'd expect them to get through. Mm. Uh, if they, because again, this will be their biggest opportunity of silverware for the year. Mm. Uh, well, that's the League Cup. Uh, we moved on to some people being banned this week. Uh, Rhea Ferdinand has been banned for three games for calling a woman a sket on Twitter, which you educated me beforehand, Mark, is saying she's a, a lady of lower morals. Is that right? 
something along those lines, yeah. Mm. Uh, apparently his previous... Uh, he didn't tweet this, but he replied to it. His Chock Ice, or the Chock Ice tweet previously was taken into account. His reference to Ashley Cole. Uh, although Harry says he's a top person. Top, top class person. Top, top. <laughs> top, top. <laughs> it's also 11 years, roughly, that he got his ban for mysteriously vanishing when he knew he was going to be taking a drug test. That's true. It's getting Roughly around this time, 11 years ago. Mm. Which, um, you know, I've never never particularly liked the fella, but there you go. Mm, I don't know what you mean. I'm not entirely enamoured with him being at QPR. Uh, Mark Clattenburg has also been dropped for a Premier League game this weekend. Uh, league rules dictate that officials travel to matches together. Um which kind of leaves you the image of officials driving up and down a motorway all in one car together in their PE kit or their, their referee kit. Um, but he left afterwards. He drove on his own to an Ed Sheeran gig. So I'm not quite sure what the ban is for, going to an Ed Sheeran gig or driving uh, separately from his other officials, but he won't be refereeing this weekend in the Premier League. What, why is that such a big deal? Like, I don't understand. Well, I think the inference is if you travel separately, then there's no witness to say you can't you're not, you're not spoken to someone because apparently he did speak to Neil Warnock. Um, well, was after the game, it was after the game he spoke to him. Yeah. So he, there's no way that he could be influenced about the game. He's he's just refereed if he's but it could afterwards. Be, it could be influenced about future ones. I just think yeah. Well, fair enough, I suppose, but still seems a bit daft. Mm. And in Egypt, um, Al Athlid's Walid Suleiman. Apologies for any pronunciations there. He's been banned for four games for... Uh, he tackled somebody, got his second yellow card, and as he stood up, he brushed the referee's shirt and lifted it up, um, which was deemed to be getting a bit too close to comfort, and uh, he's been given a four-match ban. So, lots of people not being where they should be this weekend. Uh, there was also the FA Cup draw on Monday. So, we have... Uh, well, I asked Emma to do a little roundup of, of this purely on the basis that me and Mark sport teams in the Premier League, so we probably don't know an awful lot. Of... Our FA Cup doesn't start till January. Rah, rah, rah. Exactly. Do you remember that day? It's only about four years ago, isn't it? <laughs> Seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> so, you're a Portsmouth and Bristol Rovers fan, aren't you? Yes. So who have you got in the first round? Pompey are at home to Hampshire rivals Aldershot. Mm-hmm. And Bristol Rovers travel away to Tranmere Rovers. Tranmere, Tranmere. <laughs> Go on, Rovers. <laughs> you know they don't love us back, don't you? When I lived in Liverpool, I went to watch Tranmere and I got sort of told, what on earth are you doing here? We don't give a toss about you, <laughs> even though you're a Liverpool No, it's just my family's from Birkenhead, so that's why I've got a little soft spot for Tranmere. Oh, right, OK. But you're still in Everton, huh? Yeah, and Bly Spartans, who are, which is <laughs> my non-league team, and they're in the first round of the cup too. Go on then, who have they got? They're at home to Altrincham. Home to Altrincham, right? Okay, so. I'm a tie. Uh, well, it, it's been moved to the Sunday, so I don't know if it's gone running on the telly or what. Um, uh, I'm not sure. I, I know Portsmouth are also on Sunday, and so are. Gosport. What time's the kickoff for Rem Portsmouth? I think it's two o'clock. Is it? So they've had it early in case everyone gets tanked up for such a big local derby. Well, there's been a lot of um, criticism about it from Portsmouth fans because it's on now on Remembrance Sunday, which some people are taking offence to. 
And they're also, the club are being slated for not reducing ticket prices. They're still the same as they would be against league opposition. Well, I suppose the thing about that is the non-league, um, the opposition team get half the gate receipts, don't they? So maybe it's kind of a nice thing they've done because it gives Oldershot a bit more money than what they That's normally what get. I mean, it wasn't, I think Oldershot, if I remember rightly, only came out of administration potentially last year. Right. So they're not in a, I wouldn't imagine they're in a great financial position. And I don't think there's any sort of evidence to say, you know, if you dropped it to 15, 10 pounds, you're not going to get double the amount of people there. So you might as well keep it as it is and split the money 50-50. I think there's people who are moaning are going to go regardless. So. Oh, Aldershot will take it. it, Where is it? Is it Pompey or? Yes, it's Fratton Park. Well, Aldershot will take a few anyway, won't they? Yeah, I would have thought so. I would think it's going to be quite a good day, but... Mm. Any others to look out for? Uh, for in well, for around the Portsmouth area, there's Gosport who are taking on Colchester, and Haven't and Waterlooville who are against Somebody. Preston. Yeah. <laughs> they only got through last Tuesday night. They were had a replay against Canby Island. Hmm. So there's a few, and Eastleigh are at home to Lincoln City, so there's a few where I live. Yeah, so you got your choice, have you? Be a, yeah, a rather good contingent in the FA Cup this year. Oh, excellent. My favourite weekend of the season is third round. When all the big teams come in. Well, kind of, kind of when the big teams, it's, it's kind of because of the big teams coming in, but it's who the big teams are playing. There's nothing better than seeing like a big team at a small club. Well, I had a few years ago in the in 2011, I had AFC Totten, which is where I live now, versus Bristol Rovers. That was quite a. I think that was the first time they'd got into the FA Cup. As, oh, it was the second round. Mm. Then that was the first time they got into the cup in that far in the cup. So that was quite nice, especially obviously that it was against Rovers as well. I think they knocked them out like six two, but it's fine. Yeah. Well. You That's the m- day when Rovers were a league side, <laughs> in the glory days. You may not remember this, but uh, 1992 was Arsenal versus um, Wrexham at the racecourse ground in Wrexham, and Arsenal were ahead, and Mickey Thomas scored for Wrexham two goals in the last five minutes. And the previous season, Arsenal had finished champions, and Wrexham had finished bottom of Division 4, so now League 2. Um, but there was no relegation that season, I don't think. And so, of course, you've got top of the league versus bottom of the league, and the bottom won. Always a good day for football when that happens. Anything else for the FA Cup drawing? Not particularly. There's not any overly exciting. There's a few. I think it was Worcester, their first time in the first round. Mm. And potentially someone else. So I cannot. Was it Blythe? I think actually, Mark, it was Blythe Spartans. It's their first rep time in the first no, 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 no. Spartans are a um, well-known FA Cup uh, non-league side. They got to the fifth round in 1978, and just a few years ago, we got to the third round, played Blackburn at Croft Park in the third round. So, uh, not not Spartans' first time. I can't, there was another team, but I can't remember. There's lots of teams in it. There was a there was a team from up here called Shildon from County Durham who played in a replay last night. It would have been their first time, I think, 
um, in the first round, or they were the they were the lowest ranked team left in the competition, but they lost to whoever it was they played. Does anybody remember QPR about ten years ago losing to the Vauxhall Factory on penalties? To Vauxhall from Ellesmere Port, them ones. I think it might well have been. They lost on penalties to them. I think. Yeah. See, that's the sort of thing. The other thing I quite like is watching smaller teams, and you see an ex-pro playing for them. I remember Julian Dix at Canvey Island. Um, Barry Hales plays at Truro City now. So every now and then you see somebody like that pop up. Yeah, there's a team in, funnily enough, in Blythe Spartans League who up until recently, you remember the, the fullback who played for Nottingham Forest called Des Little? Yes. He was playing for them until not that not that long ago. Was he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Somebody uh, from that area, you know, somebody from the Nottingham area. Yeah. You see all them people like that pop up. Uh, well, in other news, uh, away from the FA Cup first round draw, Hamburg have said sorry to Bayern Munich after a fan ran onto the pitch, slapped Frank Ribery with a scarf, and then uh, flicked in the bird as he danced around him. Did anybody see this? No. This was yeah, good. I saw it, yeah. <laughs> it was good fun, wasn't it? <laughs> see yeah. that. Uh, that's one to look up on YouTube, Emma, afterwards, but it is quite good. I think Ribery did very well to restrain himself as he did. Uh, 37-year-old Raul has joined the New York Cosmos, who are in the league below the MLS. Uh, he's going to play for them from next year. Um, Lee Clark is now the Blackpool boss. Is that a good appointment? I kind of think it is. The words frying pan and fire spring to mind. Yeah. Well, he's... Sorry? I don't know why he'd go to Blackpool. They're not the most stable team, are they? No, but then would his reputation be kicked anymore? If it goes wrong there. Yeah, I think it would, you know. I think there was probably still a lot of sympathy towards Clark if um if a, a another job had come up fairly soon, which it likely will, the way the championship um clubs are going through managers this season. Mm. That he didn't have to be so desperate as to take the Blackpool job straight away. Blackpool I think job somebody would have taken him. Well yeah, I mean it's not that long ago that he had his run at Huddersfield, was it? Yeah, and didn't he fall out with um, the chairman because Leeds, I think, was it Leeds, mm. were interested and I think he wanted to speak to them and then that, that, I think that's what kind of, it's all snowballed from there, I think, from Huddersfield. Mm. Uh, Zinedine Zidane has also got a ban. Uh, this is for uh, not having the correct coaching licences. We can't coach the Real Madrid reserve team for three months. Uh, Victor Wanyama. The Kenyan Victor Wanyama scored the other week, and now he's the 91st nation. Now Kenya has scored the 91st nation to have scored in the Premier League. Wow, that's like almost half of the world. It's not. It's getting on for that, isn't it? Yeah. So your homework next week is to get the other 90. <laughs> like we haven't got anything else to do. <laughs> uh, it sounds. I think now has been confirmed. The Fulham manager is that right? Yeah. And former Sheffield Wednesday player Klaus Ingerson. Um I kinda remember him from USA ninety four. He's died of cancer, aged forty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was quite a an energetic box to box midfielder type, I think, from what I remember. I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Because that was when they were they were a pretty decent team, wasn't it? Yeah. Larson and Stefan Schwartz, uh, Ravelli in goal, um yeah. Limpar, those kind of people. Yeah, although if you read the Zlatan autobiography, he says he doesn't actually watch Sweden and USA 94. He was watching Brazil and people like that. He said he knew nobody that watched Sweden. I can't, I'm kind of surprised he took more than five minutes to look anywhere else except the mirror. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've, I've read it, and I think my opinion of him has worsened since reading it. <laughs> Which I don't really think is the aim of these books. Mm. Uh, okay, so moving on to Premier League predictions time. Um, what we do here is we go through each and every individual uh, forthcoming Premier League fixture for that weekend. We predict whether it will be a win, a loss, or a draw. Um, and we get a point for each one. I have to say I apologise to both of these, Mark and Emma, because... My um, my scorekeeping isn't what it should have been, so hopefully I'll get that right for, for next week. But the early kickoff this weekend is Newcastle versus Liverpool. I'm not really looking forward to this one. Now, last week, I predicted a win last week for Liverpool, based on the two of you saying that, you know, I shouldn't be such a doom-monger. And they <laughs> drew with Hull. <laughs> well, why don't you revert to type then and uh, come back to being a pessimist? I think so. I think I predicted Liverpool win twice. Once was this whole game, and the other one was last season against Crystal Palace, where there were three 0 up with five minutes left. So I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to go for a Newcastle win. They are a bit of a roll, aren't they? Mm. I think actually I don't know why a, a, a normal wouldn't back them in this game because I think Liverpool's record of Newcastle in the last decade or so is pretty impressive. But as you said, Newcastle on on a bit of a roll. Liverpool. Bit in and out, so I might go for Newcastle. Okay, Emma. Uh, I'll take the opposite stance, then I'll go for Liverpool. Mm. Playing it tactically in November and October. Well, I've got to try and protect my lead this season. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Well, how, do we know you're in the, how do we know you're in the league? Chris has lost the blooming. Yeah, I know. It's funny, isn't it? As soon as I start winning, they just suddenly magically <laughs> here. <laughs> Yeah, it's a total coincidence. <laughs> Normal service will be resumed next week, I promise. Um, yeah, well, I, I kind of think Newcastle winning. But I remember Liverpool won 6 0 without Suarez, and of course, Suarez has gone this season, but they did have Sturridge for that game. So, Newcastle are on a bit of a roll and got momentum going with them, haven't they? Uh, Arsenal, Burnley. Anybody make a case for Burnley? No, I, I, first time I've watched Burnley properly was the Burnley Everton game last Sunday, and on paper, you know, when you looked at their team sheet, you thought that that's a, that's a mid-table Championship side, mm. and they played like a mid-table Championship side. They were they were not very good, so I can only see Arsenal winning this. Do you reckon back in June, July, when they got promoted, they realised they weren't going to be good enough, and they thought? We could splurge a load of money on trying to stay up, or we can just accept the fact that we're definitely not good enough and take the parachute payments. Yeah, and I think that's probably a sensible option for a club like Burnley because the um, the precedents are there for clubs who go the opposite direction. And you know, we've seen what's happened to, to you know many clubs who've who've tried it the other way, and it's gone wrong spectacularly. So I wouldn't blame them if they just try to go but get by with the minimum of expenditure. Well, if you look and at them, take the money and you know stay stay in the red and improve their ground and steadily improve for another tilt in the next couple of years to come back up and stay up. If you look at the bottom of the championship, Bolton, Fulham, Birmingham, mm-hmm. Blackpool—they're all ex-Premier League teams, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You can go into the next division down and find ex-Premier League teams who have who have gone straight through Sheffield United, Coventry. You can go uh, further than that, can't you, Emma? <laughs> I didn't know there was a further than that. <laughs> <laughs> so are we all going to go for Arsenal on this one? Yeah. Yeah. 
I have to agree there. Right, right. Keep Chelsea QPR. Now the season QPR went down. They won at Chelsea. Sean Wright Phillips scored and refused to celebrate, as you would do for scoring the winner at Chelsea. Don't fire Mark up. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because surely he only ever played for Chelsea reserves, didn't he? He did, but he did have a wonderful time at Chelsea reserves. Maybe that's why. Maybe he was still training. So I on so I on that money. <laughs> Maybe he was still training Winston Bogart or something, and you know. So, is anyone going to think history is repeating itself? Can't see it. No? No. Chelsea win. Especially if they didn't, well, from the bits I saw, they didn't play great against Shrewsbury, even though it was only the sort of second string. I think that will change once they bring Hazard in, who looks pretty awesome at the minute. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Chelsea. Come on, Emma. It's um, they only just lost to Liverpool. QPI did they beat Aston Villa? This is it. This season's turning around, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't no. think. I think Chelsea will be. Too, I think Chelsea are too strong for most people at the moment, let alone QPR. Well, okay. I have to agree with you both, I'm afraid. Everton Swansea, the Roberto Martinez derby. How are we going to get on with this one? Well, you go first, Mark. You're a uh, you're an Everton right, fan, then. aren't you? Um, well, we, okay, we beat Burnley, Burnley three one last week. We beat Villa three 0 the week before. We're still not at our best yet. Um, Swansea started great, had a little bit of a dip, had a good result against Leicester last week, um, and they always the, they always give us trouble when they come to Everton. So um, I reckon it's going to be a draw. I think they're two fairly evenly matched sides, both in the players they've got on the field, although I think we might be slightly better overall. Um, but certainly in form-wise, I think we're roughly playing roughly, you know, about the same at the minute. So I can see it being a draw. Well, let's hope none of your players die. You don't upset Gary Monk, do you? No, no, he's not a man to be trifled with. No. Doesn't mix his words. No, and he's not a total hypocrite either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma, how do you see this one go? Um... I have a little bit more confidence in Mark's team. I reckon Everton will win. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Because I think I don't think Swansea have been playing great and I think Everton are sort of starting to pick themselves up, aren't they? We're, like, we're playing without a centre forward at the minute, really, because Lukaku has been shocking. Absolutely woeful. Where's Coney? Still injured, as far as I'm aware. Is he? I can't. Made him. a comeback and then he's just disappeared. We might as well just pretend he doesn't. He's not there. We didn't sign him. So after a few months, does he go down to sixty pound a week SSP? Does he? I think so. Yeah, I think I think um, you have to be signing on soon. The way he's going. <laughs> okay, so uh, is he turned you around, Emma, or are you uh, still going to go for a? Everton? No, I'm still going for Everton. Yeah, for Everton win. I'm going to go for the same as well, actually, because. Even without a strike, if you're saying they've got no striker that's playing very well, they've still got six goals in the last two games, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Et, et, to be fair, Etu played last week against Burnley, and he was um, he might not be as fast as he used to be, but he's still got plenty of class. He scored two, didn't he? Yeah, and he could have scored a hat trick. He was he was excellent. He was the best player on the pitch by a mile. Excellent. Does he think he's still got his um, nine foot wide telly? Hey, this is what he, said. he was the when he was at um, God, what was that place he was at in Dagestan? Makachkala. That's the one. Yeah, that's the word to say with the Scouse accent, isn't it? Makachkala. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, he was the highest paid player in the world, wasn't he? And his TV was something like nine, ten feet wide. As it oh. would be if you were on 300 grand a week, I suppose. Yeah, why not? Why not, indeed. Hull Southampton, the Shane Long derby. Emma, what do you reckon? Oh, Ooh. I don't know. Oh, excellent. That's why we have you on. <laughs> I hate going for Southampton every week, but they want they just don't let you down. Oh, come on. They've got to lose at some point, haven't they? They have do. They? Or maybe they listen and they use your <laughs> they <laughs> use your doom-mongering as some kind of inspiration for them. Um I am going to go for a draw. Draw. Mm. Is this, is it based on anything other than the fact you can't keep bringing yourself to predict Southampton? <laughs> because yeah, mainly. <laughs> so they can't keep winning every game. That's just ridiculous. But they can. No, they can't. <laughs> there. They are doing. <laughs> but no, I think I do this. Yeah, it has to come to an end at some point. So I reckon it'll come to an end at Hull. It's a oh, long way oh. to go. They'll be tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Mark. What do you reckon? Um, a little bit along the lines of what uh, Emma just said. Southampton are pretty reliable when you're going to predict them to win every week. Um, but Hull are a decent side, and they're especially decent at home. Mm. Um, so I think it might be a might be a draw. You think it's going for a draw? Mm. I'm going to go for a Hull win. I'm, the, I'm going to follow what Emma said. It can't co- it can't go on forever. Uh, Leicester West Brom. Leicester at home. Um, I'm going to stick my neck out and say Leicester. Although since I put a low in, my dream team is not scored. Jonah. Jonah. The whale. Mm. What's that? It's bad luck, isn't it? I I'm not very really biblical, luck. I don't know. <laughs> Me either, I just know what to say. <laughs> the closest I come to religion has been a Celtic fan. Well, Aloha was with the uh, was sat in the Brighton end this week, wasn't he, with the Brighton fans for their um, match against Spurs? Anybody got an opinion on this one at all? Um, Leicester have kind of sunk away a little bit after a decent start. They have a bit, haven't they? Mm. West Brom are hardly reliable, though. It's not a very exciting Premier League fixture, is it? It's not going to. Mm. You think this could be the last match of the day? You know, it could end up being like three all, but still end up being my last on match of the day. <laughs> I, I'll go for I'll go for a draw. You go for a draw. I'm gonna put Just three all. I can't, I can't bring myself to predict either of them to win. I'm gonna put three all next to your name, and if it, and if it is that, you get a bonus point. Fair enough. We should we should do that, you know. Yeah. From now on, yeah, we should try and do the scores as well, and we get three points for the right score or. A point just for getting the result right. You never said this last season when you were winning. You're only... yeah, right. <laughs> it's only now you're playing catch up you're coming up with this. Just, I'm just trying to reward excellence, that's all. Oh, fair enough. We can't argue with that. You get the last season, you get double points. Last game of the season, you get double points. Yeah, like um, like Formula One, yeah. Oh, I would do that then. No, we won't. <laughs> well, go on then, what do you reckon? 
Um, you you put you put it to scoreline. You get double points if you're right. Then. Uh, I will go. I think it'll be a draw as well. Go on then. But I'll go for a one-all draw. A one-all draw. The last-minute equaliser from Philbert Fox. <laughs> uh, State West Ham. This is quite a tough one, isn't it? Because West mm. Ham are doing well, aren't they? They are, and um, but Stoke are half decent at home. Mm. Can how long can West Ham keep it up for? Who knows? I, I think they might win it. You know, this one. Stoke. No West Ham. Oh West Ham, on it. Yeah. Put West Ham down. What do you reckon, Emma? Yeah, I'll go for a West Ham win as well. I'm going to go for the same thing as well. Sunday, City United. City have hit the woodwork nine times this season, more than any other team. Nice little stat. Mm, that was an Everton stat last year. I think we had the same crazy record of hitting the postal bar, some you know the highest amount. Um, United, well they, came, they did all right against Chelsea, didn't they? With Super Fellaini in the team, Falcao and Rooney doubtful. Yeah, Silver too. Yeah, I, I think I still think City will win. They've got to sort of pull the finger out after the last couple of games. And at some point, Yaya Torre's got to come good. I agree with you. I think if there's ever a game for City to get themselves up for after the last couple of games, it's got to be this one. Mm. I'm going to go City as well. Emma? Yeah, I'm going to go City as well. All right. Villa Spurs. Remember all those stats I said? Five games in a row they've lost, eight hours of that scoring a goal. Mm. Isn't this Isn't this like the most drawn fixture? In the Premier League area. Do you remember the um, four all a couple of years ago when Villa were four nil, four one up with about ten minutes left, and they drew four all? No, I don't remember that. I remember the Spurs fans leaving as they went four one down. No, I don't remember. No, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I remember. Hopefully, somebody listening remembers as well. Um, well, what do you reckon for this one then? Is it going to be a draw, Mark? Yeah, I think so. Emma? Roy Keane is a Spurs fan. I don't know if that's going to have any influence at all. Why? Because he said everybody was supported, as you do in Ireland, I think, support Man United or Liverpool. And Roy Keane being Roy Keane fancied somebody different. Um, I'm, I'm going to use my same logic as Saints, as that at some point... Villa are going to have to win. So why not at home in front of the Sky cameras? Go on then. I'm going to go for a draw as well. I can't see either team doing brilliantly in this. Finally, Monday night, Palace Sunderland. This is quite a hard one to predict as well, isn't it? I've got a feeling for Palace on this one, though. Hmm. Especially if Manoni plays. Yeah. Yeah, he's worth a goal head start to the opposition. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you do with him? Do you drop him and destroy his confidence, or do you say, "Come on, you've got to play your way through this," or you know, you owe the team get out there and play? I think you've got to play him through it as a goalkeeper. So do you reckon he'll no win? Mm. Fortunately, I won't see it. I'll be travelling, so I'm going to, you know, I'll miss this one. But I can't see it being a classic. Um, I'll go for Palace. Go on. What do you reckon, Emma? I'll go for Palace as well. We're all going for Palace. Where are you travelling to, Mark? 
Uh, France. France. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not as far as you normally go. Stra- <laughs> Strasbourg's on the border, isn't it, with Germany? You could. Um, it's pretty close, yeah. You could reenact that Emma toilet trip. Oh, yes. I could, couldn't I? It depends if I can hang on all the way from Strasbourg, though. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of this week's predictions. Uh, we'll see how they get on over the weekend when um, Ross and the guys review all on Sunday. Have you guys got anything you want to plug before we go? Um, nope. Yes, I'll, I'll put a quick plug in for the issue six of the Football Pink magazine, which is available uh, in print from the website, footballpink.net, and is available uh, for iPhone, iPad, PC, and so on from exacteditions.com slash the football pink and a brand new facebook page and a brand new facebook page too yeah yeah so give that one a like um so all that remains to be said is thank you ever so much guys for um for appearing again this week so at the football pink if they want to follow you on twitter is that right yep and then at mwebs isn't it yep if they want to follow you and your ramblings i am at uni we have made a um Twitter account for all the videos that we make. Oh yes, I saw this, yes. That is shoutout underscore sport. I think I had a little look at this. You took some photos of some people working on the computer or something, didn't you? Yeah, we've every uni we're encouraged to use social media and we're supposed to tweet so many times and things. There's only so many tweets you can do. But some of the videos we're putting up are quite interesting. And um the one this Friday is about MMA. Mm. So it's quite good. It's got some quite nice footage of um, people basically beating the uh, crap out of each other. Excellent. You fancy being a student again, Mark? That implies that I was a student in the first place. I was assuming you were. No. I hope hope you were for what you do. (laughs) No, no, I never went to school. You're a quack. All these countries just let you in and uh, have a have a go. If only they <laughs> on the job. <laughs> if, if only they knew. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, with that, so thank you ever so much, guys, for um, for joining us again this week. So don't forget, you've got um, uh, Ross and Greg. I thought who else is on it. Colin, Adam, and Tom. Is that right? My mind that sounds went blank. Right. That sounds about right. Yeah, my mind went blank there. Who applied to go in Eggheads? Have you heard this? Yes, oh, really? they asked me if I wanted to do it. Did they? Yeah. And what did you say? I think I laughed for about five minutes straight. Didn't you? I said I don't think my uh, knowledge is quite what Eggheads are looking for. Oh, right. Well, you never know. I'm sure you know worse than them. I'm disappointed I didn't get a call myself. Yeah. Okay, well... Hopefully future eggheads uh, will be there. Um, you can go to manandthepost.com website. We've got a new article there uh, about the manager crisis at Leeds United by Colin Render. Um, Is that like 0.40 or something? <laughs> yeah, it's changing by the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't forget you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If every five-star review you leave us, uh, we'll get you a Man on the Post fridge magnet by... Uh, Colin, he will send it out and very self. If you ask him nicely, he might even autograph it for you. So, thank you ever so much, guys, for listening. Thank you ever so much for joining us, uh, Emma and Mark. Don't forget to join the guys on Sunday. You can download the show on Monday. This will be available over the weekend. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>